Rain spatters and tings off the low rooftops, a long final drag from the cigarette. The lone figure flicks the burned stump and opens the door to the Raconteur Collection. Welcome back, everyone, and thank you so much for being here. Our music is provided by the wonderfully talented Tyler Cunningham. I am joined, as always, by the tallest and eldest of the six. Charlie, how are you doing? Uh, hello. Hello. <laughs> I, ju- I just want to say, I just want to say, I think I nailed the intro. <laughs> yeah, I, th- I thought it was pretty good. I mean, you know, like... <sighs> Can out of, yours, uh, yeah, trash, but... Out of five stars... I would, you say, you know, we're breaching 2.3. I'm just kidding. I would say so. <laughs> Not that rate, rate, us of, rate us of five stars. And Give us a review All on right. uh, whatever service. <laughs> uh, so we enjoyed a nice weekend away this past weekend uh, mm. at a... At a place called Robbers Cave. It's a state park in the state that we live in, obviously. And uh, really great to just be away from everything for a couple of days. Mm-hmm. It had been a couple of years since we had been there. So I don't know about you, but I'm feeling nice and relaxed. The day after we got home, I guess, which was yesterday, Monday, super lazy day. I mean, yeah. Stayed inside. I think we went to grocery shopping. That's all we did. So, yeah. Pretty easy. Yeah. How about you? I I really enjoyed it. I, I kind of wish that overall the trip had been more restful. I feel like just with how crowded everything was, and especially for me, I wish I'd had like my own cabin that I could have gone to like, okay, I can go here and I can recharge mm-hmm. and then come back and join the whole fam damnly, as our father likes to say. That's saying, I mean, it's not that Stupid. I don't mind being around them, but you know, when it's I mean, there's what twenty six yeah, people and twenty six people, and we're all fully grown, right? Like we're all adults, so yeah, yeah, it's a bit rough. We definitely need to go sometime when it's just the elders, and by that, I just yeah, mean that'd, that'd be fun, like you and me and a few others. Well, <laughs> you and me, and that's it. You, yeah, you and me, and just the and a few <laughs> record a podcast a, outside. A, so, so over your <laughs> and here's at the, the edge of the cliff the mountain clue <laughs> <laughs> what are we talking about today <laughs> today no we're covering <laughs> we're talking a topic we're talking a topic that is very prevalent we're talking a topic in your life mm and I hope you have a few words to say about it. Yeah, this is the first time writing. we're hearing about this. Yeah. yeah. Oh, wow, writing. I didn't know we were doing that today. Yeah, I mean, you, you made that very believable. With all that writing you do, you know how to tell a story. <laughs> and what sounds good. I hope so. so I hope so, right? I, I just want to, you know, because I think we both were, we both were into it when we were younger. You're still into it, obviously. I'm not. Uh, and I branched off way, like, earlier and, you know, I, I was never super into it, but I did try to write a couple quote-unquote books, you know, and that kind of stuff. Uh, right. But you actually right. have written a book. It's in the basically the alpha stages right now. 
Uh, and so right. I just kind of want to yeah. go over a few different, you know, points and questions, and you and I can just talk about things for a while, and and we can, uh, we'll see where it goes. <laughs> you know, I, I just just I feel like it. every just episode, this whole thing. I feel like every episode we do is getting worse for <laughs> headphones users. We have so many more gross sounds going on, and uh, uh, <laughs> that, 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 that's not too bad, though. Yeah, those are bad. <laughs> Let me just take a drink here. Ew. Now. Sound kind of like a wet fart. So, <laughs> we grew up in a very, like, fantasy, like, sci-fi kind of household, I feel like. Our dad yeah. loved all that kind of stuff. Uh, Conan. Mm. Star Trek, Lord of the Rings, Narnia, Star Wars, all that kind of stuff. So we we were exposed to that a lot during our early childhood. I think that definitely, yeah, like you know, helped us wrap our minds around like just these giant adventures and these fantasy worlds. You know, because things like Narnia, like that world is it's a really big world, yeah. and there's so many stories that are told in just that. Like the books that we know, uh, and then yeah. you have Lord of the Rings and all that kind of fun stuff. So, and even I don't know about. Yeah, I was lost. I, <laughs> I lost my train of thought. Anyways, so what kind of inspired you when you first started getting into just thinking up ideas for your own, like you know, stories, yeah, like our games we play outside, what really kind of started sticking with you early on? So for me, I think it probably starts, you know, I've thought about this a lot because when I first started writing, I was like, man, there's nobody else in our family that writes. Lo and behold, there are others, especially on my dad's <laughs> side. And even our dad there you know, has come those. up with some, even if he doesn't write like all of the time, he's definitely come up with some really good ideas that'd be fun to bring up mm -hmm. later. But um, I think for me, it starts with dad's stories that he used to tell us, like basically his bedtime stories that were <laughs> continuing adventure stories that would take place and kind of be an extension of like the early, like dungeon and dragons games we used to play where it would basically be like, Oh my gosh, we were adventurers going on. A lot of them revolved around like princess bride. Like we were journeying with like, you know, like the uh, the different characters in that and going on adventures. And I'm sure he just had a wealth of books and like storylines he could pull from. But for me, mm -hmm. that's probably why I can be so, you know, I running like D&D &D games now, it's so easy for me just to make up something on the spot. Not to say, not to be like, oh man, I, I, I'm just really good at what I do. Cause people will be like, how do you just come up with that stuff? And I'm like, I don't know. Like it literally just comes to my head. I just take the feedback and I just output genius. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, so. I, I just, I just keep <laughs> regurgitating these, these bits and pieces of just genius. No, like, I mean, I agree. Like when I, when I don't often, but when I sit down and play D and D with you or the group and stuff like that, there's definitely like a lot of like dad energy that comes out when you're telling stories and the details yeah. you're describing and the characters and yeah. like they all have different voices. You know, there's like a pool of like three voices, yeah. voices you pull from, but you know, they all have yeah. different voices <laughs> and it's the, just, uh, you really it's, set the, it's, you know, the regular characters that have 
this voice right here. The oh yes, mm-hmm. oh yo, we're gonna go do this. There's the uh, the crazy people. Ah yes, if you were to travel <laughs> over the mountains. And then there's you know just like <laughs> I think my new favorite one is the voice I've been doing for goblins, which is just. Kind of, kind of like a murloc. <laughs> yeah, kind of like a murloc. <laughs> what are we doing? Or like the orcs from like Warcraft. What do yeah. you ask? Oh, that's me? that's probably really expiring. You know, just clicking. <laughs> I remember, you know, that was a big revelation. Oh, oh, oh. Uh, having yeah, like Starcraft and Warcraft, and you could click on the units multiple times, and they would <laughs> eventually you got just. It read out really like complex dialogue like they didn't need to do that what a nice little thing to like add in. it was yeah definitely like an early like easter egg kind of a thing i feel like yeah and, and so like but yeah i remember like when we were kids in the bedtime stories and just the how animatedly like he would describe everything and just the way he would say things it was definitely something like whenever i tell stories and like when i want to tell something that's entertaining i kind of do the same thing you know i try to bring it to life as much as possible and yeah you know i don't i don't always do the best of it if you can't tell by listening sometimes i stumble over my words and i'm trying to get better and control the pacing and that kind of stuff but um definitely a lot of inspiration from those early days of uh bedtime stories early like yeah. quote-unquote D campaigns because they weren't really D campaigns and just watching yeah. You know, Star Wars, Lord of the Rings, and like reading and listening to so much Narnia and Harry Potter, like just all the time. Yeah. It was always playing. Yeah. I mean, I even remember some of the darker things. Like, uh, do you remember the Disney movie Black Cauldron? Ooh, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's funny. It, I watched that recently, it, and it's not that great of a movie, but it is still. dark. It is dark and kind of cool because it is so dark. What? There's another Disney movie that's kind of dark, and I can't remember what it is. Oh my gosh! Maybe it wasn't Disney. Shrek. I mean, what kind of thing wasn't Shrek? <laughs> I don't know. I'm just there's one I'm thinking of, but I can't. I can't describe it or put a name to it. So nothing there. Anyways. So we got a lot of inspiration, obviously, from our dad and kind of what his side of the family brought over. Uh, right. And then I didn't really, I personally didn't get into any writing until, like, I want to say middle school. Uh, <laughs> when I was kind of introduced to, you know, poetry and that kind of thing. And I don't know why it sticks out to me, but I believe haikus were one of the things I, I really remember sticking with me. Is that's a five seven five format with syllables, right? I wonder why. Some, I don't know. I think it's just because it's short, and that's my attention span. <laughs> so. Okay, so yeah, and they had they do have very clear parameters. So maybe, yeah, and I mean that was they're never to work with. I I wish I had a longer attention span, but like I think that's what drew me to it. It's mm-hmm. just that they were short and sweet. But you could digest a lot from them the more you read them, depending on you right. know, who wrote it, if there was a deeper meaning to it, and yada, yada, yada. And so I kind of first started getting into poetry like in middle school. That's where I kind of first mm-hmm. started doing my thing. Where did you kind of first like really start putting pen to paper? 
pencil to paper, lead well, to paper. Well, we we talked about it in our last episode, actually. Quill to ink. Um, and the childhood memories one. It for me, it really started where I had an idea of a story in my head, and I couldn't, you know, I couldn't keep it track of all of it, so I started writing it down. And then, definitely, and you know that you know this was coming, but definitely inspired by uh, Kingdom Hearts again. And not only that, but uh, Kingdom Hearts fan fiction. And, you know, and then, of course, the games we would play, all of which Mm -hmm. we talked about in the last episode. So if you haven't listened to that episode, take a little trot over, you know, slap those reins and get over there. Um, Yeah, if you're not on a shuffle, just, you know, yeah, back it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, (laughs) No much choked in that. But yeah, uh... (laughs) You know, just making up my own stories, that's kind of where it came from, and then wanting to keep track of those. And then a lot of the early mm-hmm. things that I did write were just Kingdom Hearts fan fiction. So, wasn't there Final Fantasy too, or am I making that up? Final Fantasy, I think, you know, inspired the the worlds and kind of the the fantastical nature that I could do things in because as much as I do like Kingdom Hearts, you know, I never and I guess I should clarify, like, my Kingdom Hearts fan fiction was always, like, excluded the Disney side of Kingdom Hearts. You know, there was never, like, a Donald and Goofy running around in my stories, or mm-hmm. there was never a Disney world that we went to. It was more like, I like yeah. the idea of going to these different worlds, and so I would make up my own worlds that my character would go to. Which yeah, is, I, you know, I gotta be honest, just, like, Disney in itself, like, yeah, there's a nostalgia there, it's cool, it's fine. Everyone likes the Tarzan soundtrack, all that kind of fun stuff. But like, I have because I, I have Ellie. You know, I have a daughter. I've listened to the Lion King soundtrack <laughs> so much. Yeah, I can imagine. I am just, I'm done. I was like, I watched it. Like, I think I watched it maybe twice when I was a kid. Maybe more, and I just don't remember. But mm-hmm. she loves it, and so we watch it all the time. And I just, I'm yeah. so done with Disney and everything. And so anytime yeah. I hear it outside of the movies, I'm done with it. And even when I saw it in Kingdom Hearts, I was always like, <laughs> I just don't care. I just don't care. Right. Take me back to... No, that's... I mean, that's that's how I felt, you know? Like, what sticks out to me most and I think what you'll still see echoes of and things that I'll talk about later is, you know, the first time that you get to, like, Hollow Bastion in Kingdom Hearts... And, you know, you have that dramatic music. It's a totally mm-hmm. different area. Even, like, the style of the way that place is designed. Um, you know, Castle Oblivion, another one. Uh, like, Traverse Town, uh, Twilight Town. Like, the places that were all uniquely Kingdom Hearts. The world that never was Kingdom Hearts 2. <laughs> um, those are all of my favorite places. And so, uh, kind of what I did is I took those way more standout ideas and then you know, referencing like Final Fantasy X and yeah, just just kind of picking and choosing the elements that I wanted to do. So that's a lot of that really informed a lot of my very early writing of just like, mm-hmm. oh, hey, I like this. I don't like this. So I'm going to write what I uh, really care about. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, from those early days of like poetry because I got I, I know it has a name but I, I forget what it is the kind of poetry I would write would be the title of the poem 
like to so say mm-hmm. it was like never there'd be five lines right. and the first letter of each line would spell out never if you like write it straight down oh like uh the I, dead space chapters nicole is dead ba- <laughs> basically yeah something like that i don't i, I don't, yeah, I don't know if that has called. i don't know if that is a style i'm sure it is but i don't know if it's but a style i remember i think mom actually has a lot of that somewhere in the bin somewhere like not mm. a garbage bin that's where it should go but in a bin somewhere <laughs> of just like because uh, i did uh, i remember writing so many of those and i've kind of been wanting right. to get back into it again kind of just because it was a i remember it being a kind of a fun outlet and just a place that right you know, just real quick scribble something down didn't think too much yeah. about it but mom was always like jack these are you were good at poetry and i was like it wasn't really good though or but yeah you know so is this is this for you still middle school into high school yeah so kind of that was like you know when i after i discovered it a couple months go by and i kind of started getting more into it on a personal basis right. just in school towards yeah. like seventh and eighth grade i actually mm-hmm. seventh grade i started this all i could draw is stick figures that's all i can draw now but it was like a stick right. figure comic. I don't know if you remember, remember this. Yeah. But it was like a prehistoric like caveman stick figure comic. <laughs> I do remember. And it, I yeah. can't I can't remember their names. It might have been like Grow or Grog and something, but one always had like yeah. a chisel in his quote unquote ear, so that's how you told them apart. Right. And I remember like I wrote a few again, quote unquote, issues of that. Right. I don't know. I don't know where they went, but I remember <laughs> I did that for like I think three or four of them. Yeah, that I remember trying ended. to scan scan those into the computer, like with the whole yeah. like scanner we had. Yeah, which is horrible. Yeah, I know it was so bad. <laughs> it was super loud. Yeah. Yeah, and you then, know. Oh, sorry. No, go ahead. Yeah, I should say, and then that's when I kind of wrote. I'm not going to say quote-unquote again. Just take everything I'm saying unless I say it seriously as quote-unquote. I wrote like two or three books until like chapter five or six. One was The Emerald Castle. And the other one was Zorathenian's Blade. Zorathenian's Blade. Yeah, exactly. Cool names, right? And then the third one, I don't remember the third one. But I I did start a third one. Hmm. And... I think the third one is influenced by like Jack Two. I don't know how though. That I just seemingly remember that. And I started those. I think I made copies of them. I think I gave a copy to a teacher, embarrassingly enough, at one point to be like, "Hey, can you read this and tell me if it's good?" Right. Uh, but I mean, then somewhere along the line, I just dropped off kind of everything. I was like, I don't want to write anymore. I'm I'm fine. So. That was that's like early I think going that's, into high school. Yeah, that's so it was. Off. It was the opposite for me because you know going from those early days, um, that was when I I think really got into it and I developed a fascination for like evil characters. Um, you know, starting with games. It's <laughs> funny that you bring it up. Starting with games like Jack Two, like a character having a dark side. Really I dark want to kill form, Braxis. You know. Um, yeah really like that even going back to have to give a shout out to dark cloud and i don't remember his name but the evil in that the evil guy in that who was not really evil but he 
No, he was possessed by the genie. The oh white haired guy. Um I'm gonna look it up right now. But I always liked kind of those dark and brooding characters. Like, you know, I was like, oh man, this character is so cool. Uh, you know, go like Cloud. Uh, you know. I mean, Cloud is just cool. Come on. Come on. Um, but yeah, I have, would say it's in really in high school that I started writing continuously and I filled up like notebooks and notebooks of just stories of not even art for the things I was writing, but I would doodle a lot. You know, that's kind of what I, a thirst I thought I wanted to be an artist that kind of plateaued out for me, but I always still had the writing and I mean, I went as far Jack to like even create like Seda. Seda. Okay. S E D A. Seda. Yeah. But, you know, I even went as far as to write out, like, different ages in history. Like, I remember one specific one was that at some point in the world I made, that world would get invaded by essentially the other world. So there was, like, a parallel dimension. And this parallel dimension figured out how to, like, tear open rifts into the world. And they had, like, different technology and different, like... And I remember it was all, like... I think I drew out, like, a... It was, like, a submachine gun but like the operation on it was like a gear that like launched bullets (laughs) you know like just crazy stuff like that where i would see Mm -hmm. you know different things and be like oh i kind of like this thing and kind of just add it on there you know my early character had like a dark side to him that was like alive and sentient and something he had to struggle against there was a great evil early on I mean, they were called the Dark Five, like, and they were like evil and corrupt and scary and the Dark Five, right? Dead you know, dead. which it's it's funny. So it, you know, listeners, remember me bringing up Dark Five now as this, you know, the quintessential evil group. You know, the world destroyers. They you know are have wield this ultimate power, and it's really funny. I think what they ended up turning into, but yeah, for me. I, I sh- yeah. Sorry, no, go ahead. It's, it's, it, no, I just was, real quick, it sounds like you're describing a PS2 video game right now, which is funny. Right. Because that's no, like the, kind think, of the era that we're in, which is, this so it's funny, but. I, no, I think you're exactly right. Like, thinking <laughs> of things in terms of video games. So, like, oh, the character would go through this place and you'd fight these enemies and this would be the boss of this chapter, you know, like. I wasn't necessarily thinking in like a story structure. I was more thinking in like a video game structure. And that was Which something is like a story structure, but not what Yeah, like it's a, like a what a, a book story. Yeah. I mean You know, yeah. like in a book, you know, the the character doesn't go along fighting enemies and getting experience. You know, like mm-hmm. you're not gonna have these moments where it's like, oh cool fights, cool fights, cool fights. Like the cool fights kind of become like spectacles in and of themselves in a book and there's a couple of them you know what i mean it's not like constant combat everywhere because i'll just get tiring and then after this third fight on this page the character (laughs) johansson breathes turns around and another cyclops (laughs) and he goes oh here we go again yeah (laughs) Yeah, that's that's exactly it. But you <laughs> know, at the same time, ground. you know, going and 
referencing our last episode again, these were the stories that I was going and acting out outside where I would kind of act mm-hmm. them out and remember them and then write them down later. Just taking influence from anything and everything. I mean, I remember it's funny cause I know in the community it's not very well liked, but something like final fantasy advent children, I was like, this is the coolest shit I have ever seen. You know what I mean? Like that when I first saw the movie, I was like, this is so cool. I mean, that's definitely inspiring. Yeah. Cloud's motorcycle is like one of the coolest things I've ever seen. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Just, I don't know. I just remember really liking that, you know, early on when we watched it. And it's just as, I haven't seen it probably five, six years, maybe longer, but got to give a shout out to the original Final Fantasy versus 13 trailer. That one alone probably was so inspiring to me. I mean, do you remember that trailer? It was like mm-hmm. the dark and somber rainy city and the little emo guy. And he had the floating I mean, swords and he was like throwing so the swords and teleporting <laughs> to them and like killing people. And there's blood. And I was like, this game is going to be the best. But it never, you know, at least in my childhood, it never came out. It came out when I was an adult. But so what was I left with? I had to make up my own version of that. Yeah, exactly. And it's funny because even to this day, the idea of like multiple swords and using like telepathy basically to like use them and like almost like this yeah. other like like sentient kind of being basically controlling them is like mm-hmm. something you still incorporate a lot when, when you're doing like D&D or anything like that. Yeah. Like it's still like just that will always be a really cool yeah, like I mean, you see it way to do rounds. anything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so that was, I think, or not, I think, but I know those are the early days for me. I mean, you know, like I filled up notebook on notebook of just handwritten stuff, countless, you know, and, you know, I'd add in, I guess, I guess the best way to describe it is in games and in like anime when they have like kind of decorative text and art. I'd basically do that on the cover where it'd be like, oh, the soul is split into five parts. And now this is how you get the five parts. Draw that, you know, write that out in a little artistic way. Draw a little vine. Draw a little character looking at the edge. <laughs> Were you ever that cheese ball? <laughs> I'm sure I was. I mean, that's the thing. Like, you, I could go yeah. back and read that stuff and be like, man, this is... This is, gar- gar- this is garbage. <laughs> Garbaggio, as some people would say. You know, but that's not <laughs> to say that I don't, you know, not to say I don't like that early stuff because I still do. But, mm-hmm. you know, you have to you have to look at it from the lens of when it was written. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely crazy to kind of go back and just think about, like, how many nights, like, you were up just writing all the time. And, like... I know that definitely inspired me at one point to be like, hey, look, I kind of want to do that too. Like, because he's creating mm-hmm. all these worlds and all this kind of stuff, you know, and he's slowly making his own thing. I was like, I want to try to do it too. So that's why I started like writing my stuff because I wasn't like, you know, because definitely at that point in time, like, I was like, Charlie, like, you're inspiring me to do this. I, I want to give it mm-hmm. a shot. And so, yeah, that's, I don't that's know how really often cool. I showed you what I was working on, but if you didn't write anything, I wouldn't have even tried to write anything. So, I mean, that's yeah that's a little shout out there no that's really cool i mean it's 
You know, I definitely remember because we we shared a room growing up and I did a lot of writing there. I probably did most Mm. of my writing um, in class, like listening to boring lectures like I would (laughs) because that's the thing is I realized I could get away with it. Like I could be taking notes, quote unquote, and uh, just be writing the story out. And, you know, Mm -hmm. people would would turn the light off. It'd be kind of dim and I'd just be sitting there just writing away. And everybody's like, wow, Charlie. You're very, you're very studious over there. Look at all those notes you're taking, and I'm like, huh, yeah. In, in the pitch, in the pitch blackness too. <laughs> Scrawling, you sure. <laughs> you know, and it's funny. I look back at some of the early things I like. Uh, sorry, I totally lost my trail. I look back at some of the early things I have handwritten, and my handwriting looks exactly like her younger brother Henry. Like his handwriting oh my and my handwriting, God. it looks really similar. And it's funny because now my handwriting is so much better. But I look back and I'm like, wow, why did I write so Can you so read small? your old handwriting? Yeah, I can. But it's because I wrote it. So I kind of like, yeah. I can just get back into that mindset. So, Yeah, I don't know why, but like whenever I need, I just, I want to write more just because whenever I do write, my penmanship is so horrible that I'm mm-hmm. like, I just need to get this better. So when I'm showing Ellie how to write, I'm not writing like complete garbage. Uh, right but whenever i do and i mm-hmm. i never write out the word and i do basic an ampersand but it's just like a plus <laughs> sign but like so so okay. follow the follow the pen stroke here so from top to bottom yeah. keep it connected you loop around that left yeah. side of the plus sign and then straight across yeah. that that's my yeah. and and so huh i don't know why i just i think it's because again I don't have a long attention. Uh, I have a short attention span, so <laughs> to, to write out the word and. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> so, I mean, I maybe I was like, do you have more, any quirks with writing or? Yeah, I mean, in more recent times, I don't dot my I's or J's or like anything that needs to be dotted. Um, I didn't oh, used boy. to, but I, but it, I, I feel like it's obvious when you read a word, like what the letters are. Um. Mm-hmm. I didn't used to, but now I put a little line through the my sevens. Didn't used hmm. to do that. I don't know why I started doing that, but you know, definitely. Yeah, uh, That's weird. Yeah, it's weird, Charlie. Yeah. What are you like a thousand years old? I don't do my eights as like a continued line. I just do two circles on top of each other. <laughs> so- <laughs> that that's horrible. That's like a. I feel like that's like a writing sin. You don't do. A I feel like my like my eight. No, I mean they're just two circles that's, and they're touching. They, they it just looks better. You know what I mean? Oh, it's horrible. I'll have to show you sometime. I mean, it's not I don't, horrible. Maybe maybe mine's horrible. My, mine might be worse. Because you know, like I could never do the little like what the sideways infinity sign basically for an eight. Like I would always yeah. make it and like the two sides would kind of be all loopy, and I'm like, I hate this. <laughs> yeah, I mean my my writing's like real sloppy, especially when it comes to, like my signature. Like I just basically like cursive J scribble scribble scribble, <laughs> kind of a cursive M scroll scroll scribble, scribble scribble. I'm like, if I'm a doctor ever, this is legit scribble, looking. Scribble, is all I'm gonna scribble. say. <laughs> scribble scribble scribble. scribble. Uh, <laughs> but so we get on to kind of like middle school, high school. I obviously at this point now I don't really write. Now I mean I'll jot down ideas usually just on the phone. I'll pull up like a note, like a basic a notepad. 
and like write a few things down but like even when it comes to planning or trying to like just put ideas to paper or whatever like i don't write a lot and which sucks because i forget (laughs) things a lot right but i just i just don't write down things i just it's not something i do i'll actually set an alarm like hey remember to do this instead of writing it down at the time that i think about it because i know that the alarm i'll at least look at it so it's funny because i think now like for me when i write something down even if i don't look at it i just do i do hold on hold on hold on hold on hold on that was the worst interruption ever i just want to say i go now and you just go straight in i just just cut me off you just cut me off but it's whatever i I forgot what i was gonna say so you just you go ahead you have the floor i'm fine over here i find that the act of writing something down i'll write it down and even if i don't look at it again i will remember because i did write it down Mm -hmm. that's all i was gonna add (laughs) and then you had to make it a so much of a bigger deal than it was well because like that was in my mind because we do talk to each other sometimes but usually one of us will just stop and be like okay you know that's just our dynamic you know it's our dynamic you know i think what that was the worst one i've heard yeah, but I think what I was worried about is we've been doing this thing where we'll both we'll like talk over each other and then we'll both stop and there's just a silence. <laughs> and so I was like, I'm going to hope that he stops. But the thing is, is you didn't stop. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> well, you so we I did are not usually interrupt you. No, you're fine. I no, just yeah, I know what you mean. Mine it for a bit of humor. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, just shut up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. What? See, like that. <laughs> little, just a little, like, mm-hmm. rustle of papers and stuff. I don't have any papers except, like, a card. So, I've been thinking more and more. I don't know what's been bringing it up. I don't know if either mom's brought it up when I go and visit her or, or if it's just something I have been thinking about more. But I just, I've been wanting to get into writing poetry again. And I might also be... The fact that I'm trying to be more consistent in learning and I've been consistent with trying to learn like how to actually produce music and that sort of thing. And so part of that is also me sometimes I'll jot down like, oh, here's some lyric ideas if I ever happen to need or use lyrics, you know. And so I just I'm slowly getting back to it and i do think it's healthy for me too because it's another way to express yourself and i think expressing yourself is always a good yeah. thing as long as you're not you know hurting anybody obviously so but right like, what did, I, I i just want to say i was gonna say what are you doing now but we all know charles released a book so yeah well i mean i think we have a little further to go like an early history because you know so you're writing poetry and it was really in high school that I had a couple of very, and I have to give a shout out to the pivotal teachers I had that actually, you know, told me that I could write because before it had always been something for me, but I have to remember, you know, I think it was a freshman teacher. I wrote something and it was essentially like a short three page story that was about, cause I used to sit in the car and imagine like characters like, 
at an epic anime battle, like fighting alongside the speed of the car, you know, like Naruto or mm-hmm. One Punch Man style. Like they're just like zooming around. And then that, you know, translated to when I would be walking across because our school was in an office complex right next to a Y. So when I had my gym class, yeah. there'd be a walk across this field and I'd always, you know, picture something other and how it was always kind of on my mind. Like I would always see the world in that way. And that's kind of what that little short story is about. And I remember the teacher was like, Hey, you need to submit this. Like you need to. And I was like, fine. Okay. You know, totally being like a little dick about it. But, and then after that, I think this was probably junior year. We had to, there was two events that stick out. So in, I think it was like one of my lit classes, we had to write a story based on Frankenstein. So Frankenstein. And I, Frankenstein. Do, do you know the story I wrote for this? I wrote the story I, I about no a sentient virus. So this scientist <laughs> looking to cure the world basically released like an intelligent virus. Mm-hmm. And lo and behold the virus kills everybody and causes an apocalypse and the scientist just locks himself up in his house and like stays away from everybody oh that's horrible because he's responsible but at the end it's him confronting the thing that he made that's at this point way more intelligent and way more worldly than he ever has been and i remember our my professor literally sat there and like read out the entire guy i think it was like 10 pages read out the entire like 10 page story in our class, like over wow, like really? multiple like end of classes. And I was like, and everybody was like into it. And I was like, this is, this is crazy. Like, what are you talking about? Like, this is something I wrote and like other people are enjoying it. And you know that, so that was really informative for me. And that led on yeah, I mean, to, that, yeah, that no, seems ahead. like it'd stick out significantly. I mean, you have someone who basically the time you kind of look up to like your professor is like, right. this is, enough to actually be a part of the class essentially right and which is cool (laughs) you know for me that was i guess so inspiring and maybe something that you didn't have and that's why i kept writing is because of those moments like that where Mm -hmm. i did have that very crucial positive reinforcement to be like no you you're good at this like this is something you want to do and so Mm -hmm. you know and then in that same class, we all had to come up with a final project, and I came up with a story for the project, which was all about little, uh, what are they, the, the marionette dolls that have the strings attached to them? Yes. And so this story was like a Tim Burton-esque style story about these dolls that were like in like basically like a puppet world. And then one day, one of the dolls, they find that his strings have been cut, and they're like, uh-oh, what's going <laughs> on? And it turns out that the dolls are basically in an attempt to free themselves. They're cutting their own strings because <laughs> they feel like they're being controlled. <laughs> and so, I mean, it's it's pretty good. <laughs> uh, I, I th- we we're gonna do like a whole like actual like puppet thing for it. I don't think it ever got done. Mm-hmm. But those are definitely reasons why going into college. I mean, I had a brief stint to where I was like. Oh, I can't do, I can't be a writer. I need to do something people are going to be impressed with. So for the second there, I was going to be an architect. And then last minute, I I, was, I, br- I remember that very briefly. Yeah. And then last minute I was like, you know what? I don't actually want to do this. I want to be a writer. And I like ran over to like the English building 
and talked to the advisor and was like, Hey, I'm going to be a writer. And he's like, okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And so, yeah, college, I think definitely <laughs> I'll, I'll pass it back to you, but college is definitely like the next like ground of writing for me. That was both an improvement then you know, yeah. Well, awesome. I mean, I guess that kind of leads off to where I, I jumped. I did jump ahead a little bit, but oh, no, uh, it's fine. It's fine. We're, it's we're fine. kind of flying by. Seat. Yeah, we're, <laughs> we're kind of flying by the seat of our pants a little bit here. You know, we're being a bit more freeform with this one. So, just I'm on edge here. And <laughs> I mean, that kind of kind of leads into where we where I was going. Yeah. So now you have released a book, and you are actually putting stuff out there. Mm-hmm. How? So when, I guess a big question I have for you is like, when did you feel like, because after college, when did you really feel like you were almost done with the book and what kind of led you to be like, well, like this is actually good. I want, I want to publish what I have now and get some feedback on it. You know what I mean? Like, right. Because I, I feel like it's a big step from just kind of writing something. It's basically been only in your head this whole time, you know, yeah. without a few reading readings here and there, to being like, hey, check us out, please. <laughs> you know, like, right. essentially at this point, your life's work, which is interesting yeah. to think about. But. So I guess to rewind a little bit, um, through college, you know, that's... Which again. <laughs> yeah. Well, through college, I didn't really cover some of the college stuff, but I think it's kind of informative oh, yeah. to what eventually led me to actually writing a book. Um, I was in, I would say that's probably the start of my serious writing where mm-hmm. I wrote like a 20 page short story for my intro to like a creative writing class called the silence of Mr. Abstract, which was just a weird story. Uh, really that's got into name. <laughs> I got into uh, poetry a lot. I like took a couple semesters of poetry and got really into it. So that's so interesting that you talk about doing poetry early and then I kind of loop back around to it. And for Mm -hmm. me, I think poetry was a very good exercise into writing because my writing style was always very sparse and I I hate to say this because I I feel like it's just, I don't know, one of those lame artist things, but my writing was always very sparse and just artistic. And so going into poetry, that was like, oh, this is what, this is what poetry is. Like I can be sparse and I can be, you know, I don't have to be specific. Um, yeah. Some of the ones I wrote down that I remember very fondly is I wrote a poem called the feral gods. I wrote a poem called Yggdrasil. Um, you know, just poems like that, that were, I could actually like experiment with, capturing the whole image and putting things down. Um, And then after that, I took, I took like three or four classes of the same fiction writing class where that was really, you know, the challenge is that, and where I learned that to take critique is Mm because you would spend, what, a month and a half basically writing a 20-page short story. And you print it out, every it would be passed out, and then your data for critique would come and everyone would have read it and everyone would have marked it up and you had to sit there silently and basically have your story critiqued 
people would be like, well, I didn't really Ooh. get this. And you couldn't say anything because the whole idea was that if it's not written down, like, like you can't talk to the author. You know what I mean? Like you can't, like everything yeah. had to be on the page. <laughs> so that was like, you know, that was where I made some of my good writing friends and where I learned to really take criticism and go on from there where I learned a lot of like, I just writing rules, like actually how to write. And then I think going from there after I was done, there was definitely a period of time where I only wrote when I felt inspired to write and I never really got anything done. Like I slowly chipped away. I like the big Mm -hmm. story I'd been writing slowly did this. And then I wouldn't say coming, leading back up to your question, I don't think I really sat down and told myself, hey, I, I'm going to do this. I'm actually going to be a writer and not just play at being a writer. I don't think I did that until man, a year and a half, two years ago. More like a, yeah, like a year and a half. Mm-hmm. And I told myself, I'm going to sit down and I'm going to write a thousand words a day and I'm going to finish this book. Wow. And so that, you know, I had maybe 80, 90 pages of material before that. And then, so from a year and a half ago is when I really sat down and told myself, hey, I'm going to finish it. And then that was the alpha copy that I ended up, you know, printing out myself and handing out to people. And it's crazy because I would, I have to say, sorry to interrupt you, but um, I would have to say that I've probably learned more about writing doing it daily and not waiting for that moment of inspiration, but making it a practice. I've probably become a way better writer than Mm -hmm. I ever was all throughout college, all throughout those early days, because you learn a lot when, you know, you don't feel creative, but you still are like, I have to do this. Like you learn how to write and you learn what you're writing. That consistency. Then, you know, just kind of like, even if it's not good, like right, you know, to your standards or whatever, like you still need to practice and get something down. Right. So that's what they you should become a regular. So when you do have those days where you kind of feel defeated and you're like, that's not very right. good. I don't know. It doesn't get you down as much because you've been doing a thousand words a day, mm-hmm. you know, for however long. So you're like, it, you're going to have dull moments or days when you're like, I, I don't know what to write in the book. Okay. We'll just write a thousand words of something, you know, like, right. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's, that's good. I mean, it kind of proves that consistency is kind of a big factor when it comes to learning and just kind of self-growth, so. Right, and, you know, it's funny because I, I still have, you know, I still keep in contact with some of my college friends and uh, the roommate that I used to live with, I always thought was a very talented writer. Um, liked making big fantasy worlds, was really into world building, really into, like, uh, you know, tabletop RPGs. So that's, that was his forte. So they're very much the same as mine, but he didn't continue that practice. And he always is saying, he's always like, Oh man, I wish I should write more. And I'm like, at some point you do just have to sit down and do it. Now I'm not saying you have to sit down and write out a thousand words. Like, cause I'm sure to you, like when you hear that, you're like, that sounds insane. <laughs> but I think it's always just important. And a podcast or no, yeah, a podcast I've been listening to, uh, tales of the fan or no tales of the fantastic. That is of the fantastic. Yeah. Created by, um, 
our uncle Tales of the Fantastic Podcast and a family friend they always have writing advice in there and I think some Mm -hmm. of the stuff they say is spot on and everybody will always tell it to you they'll say hey you have to read a lot and you have to write all the time and that's the only way you'll get better and you hear that and you're like that can't be true but it really is I mean I've improved so much. I don't read a whole lot now, but I listen to so many audiobooks. I mean, and I think this is, that was really like, I'd rediscovered why I liked writing because, you know, for a time there, after going through a professional writing where you're trying to write these, you know, these short fiction stories, you get really concerned with, oh, I can't have battles. I can't have magic because that's not real writing. And, and mm-hmm. to extent, if you're writing short fiction, it's not like, and it's very rare yeah. to pour like pull off something that is considered academically good within that category. But then I kind of just rediscovered like the things I did like, and then I started reading the things I did like again. And that has been like great. Like I could, I think especially going into ending thoughts, those are definitely things I'll bring up. Like the things I listen to now, the things I'm writing now. I mean, it's been, what like six months since I've finished that alpha copy and I feel like the writing yeah, I'm doing so. now is miles ahead of the writing that's in that alpha copy and it's wild like I go back and I read it and I'm really? like why was I doing this I could just do it like this <laughs> and it's it's insane I'm like this is weird because I've never seen such growth in my life because I never did it consistently and if you never do something consistently you're kind of going to stay at that same level so yeah I would say so. I mean, it's it's something for me. Like I've been, you know, obviously paired with the class, but I've been doing this is off the topic of, topic of books, but just on a matter of consistency. Mm-hmm. It's like no, I've been doing Duolingo yeah. Norwegian for. I had a fifty day streak the other day, and I was like, mm-hmm. "Wow!" And in the back of my head, I'm like, "I don't like. Am I have I learned enough?" But it's like, no. Like you've done it for fifty days. Like that's mm-hmm. some dedication. And for me, like that was a big milestone. I was like. I know it's small. I was like, you know, 20, 30 What's minutes thing, a day, yeah. but like it's, it's consistency and it's, it's helping me mm-hmm. learn that lesson that like, even if the progress is slow, you'll still be able to look back a month, two months, six months and be like, Hey, like you knew way more than you did and how to apply it way more than you did. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it just, it, I mean, it's, it's interesting to say, sorry, go ahead. You go back, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you go back and, like you say that, the alpha copy is way different than what you'd write now. Like, I, it makes me want to read the alpha copy because I haven't had a chance to get my hands on it, really. Right. So you can read that. And so when you do release the next version or whatever, like, mm-hmm. just to see how different it is, you know, yeah. from that. But it's coming from the same head. It's just going to be interesting, I think. So, mm-hmm. I don't know. It's, it's definitely inspiring also just to hear you kind of say that and also kind of it kind of confirms to me that like yeah like i need to work on that myself too and because like obviously i'm not you and i we're not old you know but like we're right. we're close to getting we're close to 30 and it's so like i feel like i should yeah. have some kind of direction and or some kind of pretty good knowledge on some things and it's just yeah the more i'm going through life the more it's like consistency and pushing yourself on days you don't feel like it yeah not to the point where you burn yourself out but just to where you you know, it's, it's a habit. No, that's, that's entirely the key. I mean, what I was going to cut in with earlier is when you look back 
after doing something for 50 days, you look back and you're like, even let's say you know how to say five words. Well, that's five more words than you would know how to say if you never did it, you know, or if you did it inconsistently. And it's one of those things where you don't like, don't put so much pressure on yourself to put out. And this, I don't think applies only to writing, but applies to really kind of any practice, uh, to like working out, to being an artist, to learning a new practice. Um, don't ever like podcasting. Don't ever like expect perfection and expect all these results right away because you with just your life like you know growing up and being a teenager you're not being like oh man this is where my life is going and these are the results i'm expecting like all of a sudden one day you look back and you're like oh my gosh like i have learned so much from all these life experiences and it's the same thing is you have to allow the build naturally and you know something people will get on to me because i'm like man i look back at that alpha copy now and i just think it's kind of trash and people are like, no, Charlie, it's not trash. And I'm like, no, I, I'm i not saying I think it's trash and that it wasn't worth doing. Because if I hadn't yeah. have done that and put that all together and made that a thing that other people could read, like I have learned so much from that. And so it's exciting because mm-hmm. I'm like, where am I going to be in five years? You know, like going through this yeah. and doing it over and over, even if I never see results, is so internally satisfying and something that keeps me going because... Yeah, like you're saying, like, I don't have, like, a career going right now as far as job-wise. And so mm-hmm. it's really easy, especially in our society, to look at yourself and compare to other people and be like, God, I don't have that. I don't I don't have the car. I don't have the house. I don't have the job. I don't have yeah, the money. You can look online. Oh, someone who's 18 is a millionaire now because he got lucky online, you know? And now right. it's, like, sponsorships and all that kind of, And you're like, what am I doing? You know what right. I mean? But it's like... It, it's so hard to get down on yourself because you see so much success. Because, like, again, like, all basically, most modern society is tailored towards that's all you see. You don't see, you know, the yeah. person who's 50 who had a breakout, say, like, like a director, breakout movie. Oh, he's 50 years old. He's not yeah. 22. He's not 30. You know, like, he's been working at this for however long. So, like, right. Oh, hi, Rukia. <laughs> it's just, it's definitely to just a lot of things just take some perspective and just a lot of you know you you have to push yourself even when you're uncomfortable so yeah and you have to it's all about you know finding that success and defining what success is to you because if you you know believe that you are a successful person and then that's the person that you present to the world then you'll find those people who think that's valuable And, you know, I think you and I have been lucky enough in our lives to, you know, find partners, to have a family that, you know, does value who we are and not the product of what we have done. You know what I mean? Because there were so, I I know so many people who are like, oh, my parents made me do this. My parents made me do that. And to take a step back, I don't want to like look at somebody who had funding through college, who didn't have to pay for it and be like, man you don't get it. You're not a real person. Cause that's not true. <laughs> but what I'm saying is, yeah. is that, you know, I would look at those people and be like, man, I'm so behind. I'm never going to catch up. I'm never going to be this person. 
without ever asking myself what kind of like but what what do I want though like because that isn't that what's most important like because at the end of the day like yeah who am I going to spend the rest of my life with well I'm it's going to be me like shocker <laughs> like you know what I mean like these people come in and out of your life and so mm-hmm. you know you have to be happy with who you are not to the point of delusion but to the point of like confidence I would say so I mean kind of again closing down a little bit here what when could we expect the next version of the book slash are you going to be putting out short stories or anything like mm-hmm. some feels like hey little publishing company for like like short story compilations or online right. whatever like are you doing anything in that space or have you so goes into that i so i haven't really in fact i've been really inspired again by tales of the fantastic and their little audio short story productions that they do at the end of their uh, podcasts and mm-hmm. in fact i want to say on the podcast it was a uh, joe and he his writing advice was instead of working on a big novel instead of working on this spend time writing and writing a short story from start to finish and i heard that and i was like you know what okay i'll try that and so you know because i <laughs> i don't always feel like chugging away at the book i'm writing so i take breaks and i just write something different so at least i'm writing every day and i wrote this mm-hmm. like really cool short super dark sci-fi story and i was like oh that was really good yeah because i wrote it start to finish it was done you're finished with it and you can move on you know because yeah. you could write and i believe uh you know Matt in that same podcast says something similar. You could spend a whole year writing the same novel and then look back and be like, well, that novel's crap. But then, uh, Ooh, yeah, that was, oppositely, yeah. you could spend a whole year writing short stories and maybe have 50 of them and be like, hey, you know, There's a couple of good ones in there. 40 of these are crap, but 10 of these are really good. And you know what I mean? Like, so yeah. it's like a. I mean- <laughs> Just throw it all at the wall. And I really like short stories because I, I can just be weird. Because oftentimes mm-hmm. I have so many different weird ideas. So short stories, I think, are definitely a space that I want to get into to really like experiment and flex different muscles and try out different styles. And because, you know, it can yeah, be exhausting I mean, writing the same thing over and over. Honestly, we have talked about this, but that might be an idea for our next episode, even. Like we could, I mean, starting today write a short story and either record yeah. it or read it out loud, you know, live. Yeah. I think it'd be kind of cool. So that might be the next episode or might be a future one. So definitely it's just, yeah. I don't know. I know like we, we lived together for a long time, obviously. And so like, I know of a lot of your writing, but it's, it is kind of fun hearing all the details and kind of just your thought process process on it. Because right. I really haven't yeah. asked you about that that often. So yeah, you know, and it's fun to talk about little because, insight. you know, I can't always just have this conversation with people because it's not that people don't care, but getting into like the minutia of a craft, people are like, okay, but I don't do that. Ooh, so, good word. <laughs> <laughs> um, minutia. I have, before we wrap up, I have like one small yeah. thing I want to talk about, just like inspiration and like the books I've been reading, but I'll ask you the question first. So, okay. 
with the stories you know, like just in your sphere, and this can be movies, this can be video games, it can be things you've heard or kind of heard. Um, if you could start writing poetry or short stories, what would you want to do? Like, what would you want to write? Like subject matter? Would you want to write like epic battles? Would you want to write something a little bit more ponderous? Like, what have you thought about? I, so, you know, I'm kind of an emotional guy. I feel like. (laughs) Kind of. (laughs) Kind of. I (laughs) definitely love exploring just the way people feel. And when I watch, I mean, a lot of like either shows or animes that I watch, a lot of them are very, like I tend to go towards things that are more quote unquote real, like so, like in a real mm-hmm. world and just kind of more so play on the way people interact and their emotions. And so, yeah, I've been thinking about like, I, it'd be fun to write just kind of like the aspect of like what it's like to be like, you know, a father, you know, to a child, like right. just like the thoughts you have you know, your mindset, you know, because there's so many times you're like, oh, like I'm a great dad. Other days you're like, I have no idea what <laughs> I'm imagine. doing. Like, am, am right. I failing? Am I doing this right? You know, or just like, just, I don't know. I kind of like writing, I like writing sad things and or things yeah, that. I do. I totally be, feel that. Yeah. Just because like, it's a good outlet, you know, because like, I'm not sad you know, and I yeah do a good job of keeping myself going. But it's just I think it's good to express that though, even if you don't necessarily feel like you need to. It's just like right, you need to make sure like you know you're covering your bases. I don't know if I'm explaining that right, but so I'd no, yeah. I'd write more in the real world, just more like emotion kind of driven writing. I think if I were to yeah. write and or do poetry, no, that makes a lot of sense. I I mean I would say if you ever wanted some inspiration, um. I think delving into short fiction, I have a couple of like just collections of short stories Um, and reading those short stories. I mean, oftentimes that's what they're about. These short stories pick something minute because, you know, you think to yourself, you're like, how am I going to fill up 20 pages? Well, and what it comes down to is that you have to pick a very small idea and basically you know expand that idea and a lot of Mm -hmm. my short stories when i was writing them especially my fiction short stories all focused on and this is really kind of sad and maybe it was my way to examine like past failed relationships i had but all of my short stories would center around a couple like on the verge or breaking up and basically not understanding why that was and going through why that was (laughs) You know, you know what I mean? So interesting. Yeah. You know, I have several short stories and my best one that I wrote, I think the title, I think it was called dog and it was about this couple and they were going on a road trip to uh, a concert driving down this back highway. And then they accidentally, this dog runs out in the middle of the street and they run it over. And this guy is torn up God. about it and he like wants to take it and he wants to bury it. And his, you know, his girlfriend just gets really like upset with him because she reacts to it differently. You know, like she gets angry about it. Like, why didn't you see this? Like, why didn't you do something like, but you know, if something comes, if you're going 80 on the highway and something runs out to the middle of the road, like, and it was all him basically obsessing about this dog and how that obsession was the breaking point in their relationship. So I definitely know what you mean by like wanting to focus on those sad moments and those moments that are 
quiet, quiet and kind of like contemplative. So, yeah. Well, I think for me, there's a couple more things I want to talk about. I know we're past the hour mark here. So if you don't mind. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, I, Charlie, I don't mind one bit. I know I was kind of leading it at the beginning, but, you know, I, I like hearing you speak, man. So. Oh, thanks. I don't, yeah. I don't like hearing you yeah, speak. So you go ahead. I'm just kidding. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I wanted to talk a little bit about uh, my influences now. And for anybody who likes fantasy, who likes, you know, kind of dark stories, uh, I think we'll definitely kind of get a kick out of this and like my inspirations now. So the fantasy story that I read that I was like, oh, I do really like fantasy was uh, a trilogy by Brandon Sanderson. It's called Mistborn. And it's this this super kind of dark world called the Final Empire that's under. It's almost like the sun is too close and there's these volcanoes that are constantly erupting. So it's raining ash all the time. <laughs> and it's all it has this really cool magic system in it called Allomancy, which is all about ingesting metals and all these metals have different properties that you can burn inside of your body and like give you a boost or a power. But it's just he goes and he takes that and it's just the execution of those ideas. Really satisfying. Really good. Definitely one of those stories that has a lot of hype moments. You know, like at the like there's some there's some awesome battles in there where you're like, oh, yeah, buddy. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you're like. Definitely some like anime moments, you know, when you watch those really good anime fights, there are some moments in there where you're like, oh my gosh, this is so cool. Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, yeah, so let me pull up my audible list here. Yeah, oh, so there we go. I'm pulling out the lists. Yeah, so Brandon Sanderson, uh, he also is writing a bigger series now that's not finished called The Way of Kings. Um, I think I personally, I'm getting a little burnt out of these longer running fantasy series because they kind of follow the same trajectory of like, oh, hey, I'm a new character and I have some special gifts. Oh, but the world is way darker than I thought. Oh, but I'm getting more powerful. Oh, I'm going to save the world. Oh, it's going to be hard and I'm going to suffer. People are going to die, but ultimately I'll be successful. You know what I mean? Like stories like that where you're like, (laughs) that's just, Mm -hmm. and that's. I think that's being really disrespectful to the people who put so much time and energy into writing like a five book series. I'm kind of speaking more of like, there's an author, uh, Brent Weeks, who wrote the, the Lightbringer series. It's a lot like that. Really cool world, really cool powers, but I, th- I felt the story was a little lacking, but that's just me listening mm-hmm. to a book and judging this person's years of work. So not to downplay it, but I think I personally am getting a little tired of it. Um, Oh, there you go. Definitely Lord of the Rings. Downplayed it. Um, Lord of the Rings is something that's really popular in culture right now, but going back and reading that original book or listening to it, I was constantly blown away by how good it was and how wrapped up in the story I got and wrapped up in a story that, you know, I know. Like, I know how Lord of the Rings ends, but, man, the world... It's oh I couldn't I couldn't talk about that enough. Um, a little shout out to a book by Scott Hawkins called The Library on Mount Char, a really weird book about set in kind of our world, but very heavy on the magical realism and weirdness going on with 
higher understandings of like what the world means. Um, have to, again, this is a big one for me if you want something that's really dark, but anything by Cormac McCarthy wrote the road, all the pretty horses, no country old men. I mean, could, mm-hmm. couldn't say enough about that. Um, I had a little stint where I got into some Lovecraft, read through the entire Necronomicon. Lovecraft, of course, you kind of have to take him with a grain of salt, but there's some stuff in there that is like fantastic. You know, I think you have to fight past some of his just extreme xenophobia he has for people that are different than him. Oh, gosh. But, yeah. But, you know, there's some stuff in there that is wild and just like you read it and you're like, this is. This, this is breaking my brain. <laughs> like, uh, Wait, what's happening? And then I think, for me, God, there's a really good sci-fi series. The first one's called Hyperion by uh, Dan Simmons. And Hyperion was so inspiring to me now. This was this sci-fi book that was incredibly detailed, incredibly just wild with some of the ideas that it had and how it transcended there's this line between high technology and then kind of how that breaks into the metaphysical world and consciousness as we understand it. And that book I think oh, was gosh. so inspiring to me and so cool. Um, Hyperion, mm-hmm. like the first one I think is by far the best and is just really, really good. Um, of course now I'm going through and I'm reading all the Dune books. I, I can't, you know, those are also of just, course, of course. <laughs> just these amazing worlds and books and i could list you know countless others just looking at my bookshelf you know you got east of eden of course you got harry potter on there you know you got cimmerillion you got i have one come like anime so i have like berserk on there you know anything by like uzumaki if you want some like really good like horror manga i could go on and on uh mm-hmm. oryx and crake by uh oh, what's her name she also wrote the handmaid's tale I don't know. I can't remember her name. It's going to bother me. Uh, fill some space for just a second. It's going to bother me. I'm filling some space while I sit here and decide what I want to talk about. But today's episode's been a bit all over the place. But, well, as far as my end goes, a little less planned than usual. But, you know, I thought that it went pretty well. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed it. I think Charles got a few things he wants to talk about. But, uh, you know, I just want to say thank you guys to li- for listening. We're not closing just yet. Don't click away. You know, just, I just really appreciate it, and just Margaret, the you guys could give. Oh, her name is Margaret Atwood. Give me a second so I can grab my cat, so she's not meowing all over the end of this. Yeah, that's what I thought you were doing, but okay. No, but I definitely uh, just I appreciate you guys listening. Feedback's awesome. You can reach us at rackentercollection at gmail dot com. Uh, you know, we're on Spotify, we're on YouTube, uh, we're on a lot of places. If we're not somewhere. Email us, hit us up on Twitter. You know, we'll try to get everywhere for you guys to listen to. So LinkedIn, LinkedIn, <laughs> isn't that for like business? Yeah. But yeah, um, I guess kind of to wrap it up. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, and especially to you, Jack. Thanks so much for just letting me talk. I know, I'm sure I rambled on about everything, but it was it's nice to talk about. I mean, this stuff is what I enjoy doing, and really what I hope to turn into a job. You know, it's not a job now, but this is the kind of stuff that I could work, you know, 80 hours a week and love doing. 
I'm sure yeah. making it a job would come with its own set of challenges <laughs> as everything mm-hmm. in life. But God, that would be if I could, you know, be paid to write these stories and be paid to publish and you know, you're even smaller yeah, I mean, scale. Like yeah, that, yeah, yeah, just great. Just doing things on your own. It's it's crazy to think that you know, you've been doing it for so long, but you still have this burning passion for it. And it seems like you just keep kind of rediscovering why you live doing it and it just reinforces it. So it's super cool. Yeah. And honestly, of course we have the podcast. I don't know how many people are going to be listening to this, but you know, guys like Charles, he's a good writer. We'd love for you to check out his stuff when he has links yeah. to it, but you know, can't, can't, you know, give him enough praise. Cause he's definitely written a lot more than I think most people have. So, well, and here Not and there good, obviously, but, you know, using this podcast as kind of a platform, I think it would be really nice to just have little bonus episodes because I, ever since Jack, you know, very nicely gave me this microphone, I've just experimented with it and recorded a couple short stories and, you know, just had fun with it. It'd be fun, I think, to put those in somewhere just so people could listen to it to get a little idea. And then yeah. fun for me to have yeah, a place to put it, you know? Yeah, it'd be, I think, a cool idea... Obviously, I'd want to get some feedback before we do it, maybe. But we basically have like a short stories compilation number one, and it's just like it's like an hour and a half of just short stories, either read by you or by mm. me, by you or by me. You know, just kind of just to put it out there, essentially. You know what I mean? Yeah, It'd be kind of cool. Well, I tell you, we're at, and this is our longest one yet. Yeah, I do have something I do want to do for the end of this podcast. I would like to read yeah, my. I mean, uh, my poem Yggdrasil to close it out. Okay. So if you want to like round us out with any other thing, I know you kind of have been, but yes. Yeah. Let me just go ahead and say, Charlie's going to close us out with a fantastic little poem he wrote, but I want to say thank you so much for listening. It really means a lot. Again, you can re- reach us at Rackenter collection at gmail.com or on Twitter, Spotify, YouTube, yada, 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 anywhere. Any questions, honestly, just DM us on Twitter easy place uh our music again is by tyler cunningham masterfully gracefully <laughs> i don't know if that's the right word he let it masterfully made this music gracefully there you responded go. to the email there you go I, I incorporated it and it's allowing us to you know use that track yeah. so i just want to you know if Check you need some music exactly for you, what you're doing exactly the type of music i wanted there. when i was like thinking um, music for this. <laughs> we found it and i was like oh yeah that's it yeah <laughs> We are, yeah, I currently have a buddy of mine, I got Chris, working on uh, hopefully a potential official logo, so, you know, and we might get that on some, not now, but at some point some shirts, Uh, and in the future, might work on a website, just, we're going to see how things go, right Mm -hmm. now this is just for fun, so we'd love some feedback. Charlie, do you want to close us off with your poem? No, I'll I'll take it it away here. (laughs) Give you a little taste, a little uh, treat. Take it away. <laughs> okay. Give give me your reading voice. <laughs> Sorry. All right, here we go. Yggdrasil. I was told a story from the peak of the world. Old gods that traversed ashen shores. Before our cities, theirs existed. Before carport oceans, before our streets so coarse. I guess it's a little ridiculous to say that there are untold stories. This one may be a lie, 
I'm not sure of my sins, but if I have to tell, I'll have to tell. I will lie. Clouds spoke, spoke with snow, spoke with thunder, spoke with rain. But wait, this is the peak of the world, a home, a place close enough to reflect the sky in your eyes. Little bright bugs, or spiral fractals, untold constellations, collisions of stars and planets. This is the peak of the world, the top of the mountain, of everything. I began with a question, what, oh what, existed before God held dark waters? Was he always, had he always been, always will? No, there were others, a world, a collective but separate. The lie I was told from the peak of the world, a star-choked and despised story. Citrus cities built from thought, a divergence of the human versus inhuman, godlike, a collective but separate, a lie, a place, the peak of the world. Time before time, place before place, wild gods would plant their imaginings, little seeds of thought doomed to be lost. Oh, the oblivion and abyss of it all the nihilism of everything. Thoughts that grew, memories learned to produce wings. Feral gods, they knew, but they knew not, they thought not. This is the part where I lose people. You, me, we lose track of the details. Existence is defined, determined by what does not exist. Trees defined by leaves, plants by seeds. This is the lie I was told from the peak of the world. A star-choked, famine-eyed beast, the antithesis. The hunter is to be expected, an opposite has to exist. I guess it's ridiculous to say, there are untold stories spoken in snow, thunder, and rain, reflections of the cosmic and something so human, gods destroyed by a calamity, birthed from them, by them, a self-correcting design, built by instinct, the collective, the singular, knew of no other way to stay whole, other than to split into parts. Dark for dark, light for light, and lastly, a lie. We, I mean, all of you who hear this, will one day become like them at some point, and you'll tell a story, a lie, to one so small. Thank you, everybody. This has been the Raconteur Collection. Bye. <laughs> Bye-bye.